for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Tonight on the show, we venture once again back to Madrid, Spain. Or is it Lions, New York? Actually, it's a little bit of both. Uh, with the amazing and one of my honest highs, like favorite, ridiculous, over-the-top, oh God, cheesy horror films, whatever you want to call it, slugs. And tonight, I am joined by this really awesome dude i cannot say enough about him because i just oh you know like you ever hear somebody on a podcast and you're just like oh my god like perfect guest like yes i absolutely have to have him on my show and that is totally how it was with zach when i heard him on um dark night of the podcast i was like yeah oh he's fucking great because i think he referred to like a character as um aldi like Aldi brand character. And I was like, yeah, that's my fucking guy right there. All right. Please welcome <laughs> tonight on the show. Please welcome Zach. Oh, I hope everybody brought their quarters for the carts. Mm, yeah. Right. There's a lot of Aldi's, a lot of Aldi. Actors right? in this. Mm. That is, that is going to be such a deep cut joke for just a, such a small group of people. Like two people. No, no, no. Like us, right? And then like everyone who listens to Dark Knight of the Podcast, which is so fucking amazing. So Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I I've I've been doing a deep dive into your back episodes and it's been a lot of fun. And uh get to talk more killer bugs. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. I love that this is like your, you know, milieu, you know, like you're you're like into the 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 killer the 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 killer animal, you know, um, which essentially is what this is. Yeah. I think a big thing for horror fans is, you know, when you meet other people that are not horror fans, they're like, what do you like? I like horror movies. Like, oh, okay. I I can't really relate to that. I'm going to go watch Along Came Polly for the 30th time. Um, (laughs) But like when horror fans meet, it's like, oh, hey, we're both wearing all black and, uh, Indeed, we are. <laughs> and but like we haven't right. showered in three days, probably right. kind of thing. We live in either our parents' basement. Like, you know. Yeah, either that or but you know, I'm the person keeping manic panic in in business type <laughs> type of look. Um, and <laughs> when horror fans meet, it's like, oh, cool, you like horror movies, but what what kind? Like, what's your favorite subgenre? Because Ooh. horror has so many subgenres. I think more so than any other genre. And for me, like I I know like looking through my movie collection of the horror movies I own and revisit consistently, I'm a big fan of slashers and I'm a big fan of killer bug movies. (laughs) And it's like, once you realize what you like, it's, it's so freeing because then you're like, Oh, well now I know what I don't like. Like I'm like ghost movies are okay. Right. I'm not like haunted house movies are okay. And they're not particularly my jam. I'm going to more like leave. You know, Blumhouse, if you can afford this $300,000 home, you can find an apartment somewhere else. I don't know. Right. Um, and so it, it's like when you look through your wardrobe and you're like, and my favorite color is pink. Is it? Because all these black t-shirts say otherwise. <laughs> I love it. And yes, and it's totally true. When horror fans find each other, it is this, There, there is this like, 
connection that we have that other people don't really have, you know, yeah. um, I got into just seventies and then I got into like super, I'm going through a super giallo phase right now. Ooh, <laughs> love that. Okay. So I'm like, give me a naked woman, a person wearing black gloves, a straight razor and mm-hmm. some amazing Italian architecture. And I am a happy woman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just recently rewatched Strip Nude for Your Killer. Uh, I would love to see a remake of that. (laughs) Like through the eyes of social media and uh, how people crave fame and what they would be willing to do for it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, But definitely with, you know, all the nudity and gore. Oh, yeah. Um, But I I think that's really the fun thing about horror is a lot of times you get caught up in this kind of neckbeard bro mentality of gatekeeping where it's like we'll have oh you're you're wearing a frankenhooker shirt can you name four other frank hennenlotter movies and it's like oh god i know and i hate that bullshit because i feel like i just like i've said this before with podcasting it's like there's room at the table for everyone yeah okay like there are things in which i am a mere tourist of you know what i mean like i come and i'm like oh this is really great like i don't really want to live here but like i live in like slasher island right (laughs) and but i invite the tourists to come and hang out at slasher island but for the most part i mean like i tried all these different genres and there's stuff that i don't necessarily care for like i'm not a big ghost person i'm not a i'm definitely not a more of a like japanese ghost story horror kind of Mm -hmm. ringu situation like, that's just not really my flavor. And I, Blumhouse needs to slow its roll. Because um, every time I turn around, it's another, it's either Blumhouse or A24, right? So I'm just like, uh, you know, which I would imagine is the same exact reaction people had when New World and Orion and uh, Canon were just releasing things with like machine gun level of, you know, quickness right i, I that's imagine- the power of cocaine yeah <laughs> then the, the, the 80s 70s 80s to into the 90s like uh those, those like orion new world pictures like uh, fucking media yeah um like all those wizard video a lot of those businesses release these amazing films and they're only ever going to be like on vhs or beta if you can find them because the rights are locked up that's like, fun part is like you find stuff. Oh shit! I haven't seen this in forever. Oh, oh right! I should look up this actress because she was in this, and it'll tell me that. And yeah. I kind of dig that, like where it's like, we, we notice you watch strip nude for your killer. Can we recommend other, you know, sleazy yeah. exploitation films for you? Because it's like to, to come back to the the like the gatekeeping and all that. Um, a lot of people complain about it, and I will never offer a complaint without offering a resolution. Mm. And oh. my thing is. Uh, being horror fans, like we're often looked at, like keep those people away from my kids, kind of thing. And it's like, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna kill it with kindness. So if someone's like, oh, name four Frank Hannon Lauder films, kind of thing, from that scenario, I'll be like, oh, okay, it's this, 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 and like, hey, I worked with the DP, one of these guys, like they're super cool. What are your favorite Hannon Lauder films? Have you oh. seen this one? Like, and you rope them into the conversation to make them feel included because most fans have been made to feel excluded yes and it's like you know they they meet another person that has similar interest and it's like rather than it's being some magnetic pull at times it can be like highlander there can be only one right 
Right. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's that kind of, you, you're a horror fan. It's kind of, it, it, it's musicians or, or, or musical people are similar to this too. Like yeah. with bands, especially if it's a band that you're like super into or whatever, you know, then you're like, oh, what's your favorite Rush song? You know, and then we got to have that conversation, right? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, Tom Sawyer, you're not a fucking Rush fan. You know, I'm like, okay, all right. You know, um, and and while I will argue that there are better songs than Tom Sawyer, I, I feel like if anybody gets exposed to art, it's a good thing. Like, Absolutely. I don't care if you're just like lightly exposed to it or. Yeah. You know, that's like, how I, I get a lot of really rad recommendations is people will be like, oh, like I'll have those conversations and they'll be like, yeah, oh, you like exploitation. You're like, have you ever heard of this Canadian filmmaker? Yes. Like yes. Like I was kind of in the same boat for a long time with with Asian cinema of like, you know, like the Ringus and the Jun- Junos, stuff like that. Like I, I'll watch it. It's 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 uh-huh. interesting. But then you get so many copycats kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, all right, what else is there? You know, do you like stuff? Do you like Spanish cinema? And it's like, okay, cool. Do you like stuff from Spain, Spain? Or do you like, you know, uh, Mexican Central America? Cinema, Mexican like Central it, heart? Yeah, exactly. And it just, it's across the board. And then you go back and you're like, oh, like killer bug movies from around the world kind of thing. Like um, a, a Malaysian killer bug movie is completely different than something from like America. Wow. Um, and especially like, you know, you start looking into different directors that end up doing a lot of these different movies, like across genres as well of where they're making them. Like, you know, Roger Corman was in the Philippines for a long time. He was making stuff in Puerto Rico. You know, Boy, was he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk Muerta Viscosa, i.e. Slugs. Where did you first see this movie? Ooh, when I first saw Slugs, it was on the video shelf at mm. the local mom and pop video shop where I grew up. Uh, nice. It's a place called Video Cinema. Oh. And uh, when they closed, it turned into a karate studio, which I, I thought that that, that fighting charts. spirit yeah. carries on. And then, um, yeah, then it just recently got demolished. It was a sad, sad little oh. landmark for a while. But um, I remember picking that up and wanting to rent it. My mom just absolutely not not at all because <laughs> the cover art is so fucking rad mm-hmm. and um i think i ended up getting some uh, cartoon anyway but slugs was one of those killer bug movies that i've i first watched and was just blown away by um and my top three favorite killer bug films are ticks the nest and slugs and oh, they always the nest. battle oh yes. the nest is, is amazing and um they always kind of battle back and forth of like who has top spot based on like how recently I rewatched one of them. They're so different, but they're so fun in their mm-hmm. own special little ways, their own special little flavor. And Slugs is just so great because it's based on this book by an English author uh, made into a film by these, you know, Spanish filmmakers starring an American cast. And it's such a smorgasbord of flavors. It's like, we go to like fucking golden corral and it's just like put everything on that plate you know just that's run it. it through the fucking is, garden that's perfect it is the golden corral of horror films you're absolutely right you are absolutely right because there is a lot 
going on with this movie yeah i mean especially with the uh the lettuce scene as well oh my god the lettuce and i mean there it's funny like there's very few movies that can put me off salad you know because i'm a big salad girl but like this movie absolutely fucking put me off salad and i wish i wish i i wish that you know juan picard was uh was alive and then we could ask him like what you know like (laughs) i want to know because i know he does a lot of his special effects because i know he Mm. did a lot of the special effects for pieces and i know he did a lot of the special effects for this like i wanted to know i'm like is it was it just like an olive in the salad mixed with a little bit of blood it's it's probably like a like a dirty fruit roll-up i don't know black olive it totally looked like a black olive that they were just chopping into this like you know drunken salad basically because Mm. maureen right um now so my background with this was that when i was about probably nine nine or ten um saturday nightmares used to be this thing that usa network had and it was prior to usa up all night because usa up all night would always start yes 11 30 or something yeah because you start sorry because this is like my mind of nostalgia is exploding right now because they remember (laughs) um uh they had captain Captain USA or Commander USA. Commander USA, yeah. With with lefty the train. <laughs> yes, because that was in the mornings, and they would mm-hmm. play like heavily edited like trauma films. Like that's like oh, how yeah. I first saw Monster in My Closet. Yeah, that's how I saw Video Dead. I yes, mean, um, yes, Video Dead. Okay, so oh my god, all right, yeah. right. So Saturday Nightmares was this thing that almost would. It, it, it's like I guess at that age, I wasn't quite you know oh this is what's on every saturday it was like it was almost like this is a special treat that happens every now and again that i realize that there's saturday nightmares so um so saturday nightmares had slugs slugs was the episode was the movie and my dad would always like watch them with us and especially usa was so great growing up because it always edited everything so i didn't have to worry about nudity i didn't have to worry about anything really they don't really they didn't really edit a lot of gore to be honest like violence wise it was pretty plentiful but they made sure to edit out the stuff that my parents gave a shit about which was sex and nudity basically Uh, of which this movie has quite a scene not enough not enough (laughs) It has it has a very interesting and just uncomfortable sex scene in this movie. But so as a kid, I had seen this and I remembered the scene where poor Don gets like blown into the giant like pond of slugs in the sewer because they open up that they're they're sort of like fiddling with that um cover and they you know and then all this like water this like giant geyser of water goes and like pushes dawn into the water and his body floats down and you can see all the little like slugs and then his body turns and there's like blood and then his face just basically like like surfaces (laughs) and i remember seeing that and being like oh you know like just that excited you know like oh I'm really scared right now feeling um but I loved it so when I got old enough to like buy my own VHSs and stuff like that it was absolutely the first thing that I bought and and to this day I still like I have the DVD I don't have the Blu-ray um you know it is readily available on on uh Tubi like all the time (laughs) 
Tubi. All hail the iBuds. Oh, I love me some Tubi. That's, that's uh, Tubi backwards, iBuds. Right. See, what's one interesting is Tubi sometimes will do this thing where they'll like discontinue a movie. Like they'll send you a thing saying like, hi, we understand mm-hmm. that you have this film in your list, but guess what? We're going to not show it. So you're going to have to have, you have 24 hours to go watch it. But then there are some movies that they just leave on there like indefinitely. Death Spa is one <laughs> and, Love and Slugs Spa. is another. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I would I would recommend to uh, folks that are looking for other like fun streaming platforms. Um, I don't know if you watch anything with like Midnight Pulp. Yes, I do have, have Midnight Pulp fun stuff. on my thing. Yes. Uh-huh. Midnight Pulp is great. And another recent one was Ray Gun. Ray gun is the one you told me about that I haven't yeah. tried yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shutter's just too expensive. I can't, I can't. Kino, Kino cult had used to have like a bunch more stuff, but then they started, I believe, licensing, licensing a lot of their stuff out as well. But yeah. Um, but dude, slugs is so fun. Cause it's as trashy of a movie as it is. <laughs> um, it, it, it is purely absurd, but it, it does so many things that most other filmmakers still can't tackle. Like it has dogs in it. It has fire in it. It has uh, explosions, water fucking everywhere. There's a hamster. Um, yes. The yeah. hamster, the, do- uh, the dog, um, the miniatures as well. Cause that's another big thing that uh, JP carries on into uh, his later stuff, like the rift, mm-hmm. like his basic uh, underwater, uh, uh, Deep Star Six kind of thing. Oh, is that and, what um, the rift is? Because I don't know. Right. I knew I saw the thing, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, I should probably check out some other JP Simon stuff." You know, just because I I love. I'm a huge Pieces fan. Like, 100%. oh, that's right. Uh, Cthulhu Mansion is another fantastic one he did. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know he did some other like other weird stuff like Supersonic Man. Like he made a, a superhero movie that's very much on par with like super inframan mm-hmm. have you ever seen that one yeah okay um, that actually makes sense all right yeah it's like that kind of stuff and then he did like these kind of spanish monster movies like kind of uh wow. Yukon flats type <laughs> style movies okay so he, he was all over the board with the stuff that he was doing and the cool thing is, is that like his cinematographer his producer mm-hmm. like those guys just stuck together absolutely so it's really rad to see like a team get built and like evolve together mm-hmm. um so i'm a big fan of that but yeah this movie like it has so many amazing set pieces so, you know opens in that town of you know they're trying so damn hard for it to just look like middle america anywhere right uh, right and i guess so some one of the actors <clears throat> was interviewed and she was talking about how the stuff that's filmed with the Spanish actors, that would be um, Maureen and Dave, who are Spanish actors, uh, the the head of the water department, because he's Spanish. He was also in pieces as a cop. Um, <clears throat> and, and and you know, it's the you know, it's the water department because it's the giant white sign with just black sign. hand painted. Yeah, it just says water department. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and there were a couple other, yeah, there are a couple other people in there that are strictly, oh, so yeah, Foley, John Foley, the science teacher, question mark, is also Spanish. Um, they dubbed him over with a British actor. So all of the people who are clearly not speaking English 
or who are dubbed that's all filmed in spain that's all filmed in madrid the people like michael garfield um kim terry all of the people that don you know (laughs) poor poor philip McHale. um those guys (laughs) are filmed in uh new york upstate new york so the stuff with the teenagers playing fast and loose with that term uh is all is all filmed in lions new york so they just got held back five six seven grades yeah yeah especially that like sammy hagar lookalike. oh the, um, it's great great value sammy hagar actually my boyfriend pointed this out because we we're watching it and he goes oh wait no he looks like mike tramp from white lion and i can't unsee it uh, okay <laughs> like i see him and then all i think it is like wait wait you know and i'm like yeah no it's, <laughs> it's totally fucking mike tramp from white lion yeah you're right <laughs> Exactly that role um i i think it's interesting that like when we first meet our our fearless heroes right you know the head of the sanitation department and the head of the health department everybody is at this like velour covered restaurant called trombino's that kind of looks like plato's retreat it does, right? It looks it looks like it smells like like English leather in yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's a place you could check your pipe. Right. And there's and they're sitting on this like velour couch mm-hmm. and having this uncomfortable exchange between Maureen, who is clearly shit-faced, drunk. And her husband, Dave, who's just trying to make it through the night. And then Kim and Mike, who are just trying to, they're literally just trying to get out. And you don't even see the subtlety of which they're just like, okay, so it's time to go. You know, like, because they're just like, meh. I like to think that they were taking it as seriously as they possibly could. Like, this was their Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes, Maureen. Maureen We're setting the tone, guys. This is is a hundred percent. Yes, she's like, she's like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm absolutely doing. I'm committing to this Tennessee Williams esque. <laughs> I love that we just compared slugs to Tennessee Williams. Yes, anyway, that is the show. That is the show. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> We're on brand with that. We're definitely on brand. Um. So okay, the Kirkland question, brand. Question: When? When they run into Dawn and Maria on their way out, did you, upon first viewage of this film, did you think he was with his mother? Yes. Okay. So the the age, like, I don't know if it's the age so much as it is the hair. The hair. Like. She looks like a golden girl. Right. Yes. It's very like waiting for like Blanche to turn the corner. And she's wearing like a shawl. You know, she's not, she's not dressed as, as according to the novel, right? Mike Brady is 30 or no, Mike Brady is 30 is, is, is about to turn 40. And then his, his uh, wife, Kim is uh, 35, right? So they're, everyone's kind of, you know, late thirties ish, you know, kind of, and then, and Don bless his heart, thirties ish. And he walks in with this woman who is his wife who looks like 
she yeah she looks like she's she's heading the golden palace right i mean i, she... I think if they would have given her one of the cool leather jackets that everybody else seemed to have mm, then those leather then jackets. the hair would have balanced out kind of thing a little bit a little bit but um so apparently uh con 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 <laughs> try to pronounce this without getting in trouble uh conca con concha questos uh is Maria and she was the star of a Spanish sitcom uh and it was very popular and so she gets her own title card in this film where people are like who consequent you know <laughs> and like not like an introducing either like a like a, and she gets an and consequestos and you're like oh my god who is that so Spanish people or people people who have been to Madrid would know her specifically because she is a sitcom star but american act american people watching this movie are like what <laughs> like, I don't understand. Hey, if, it, if it makes them happy give them the title that's 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 all people want to say is look ma there there there's my last name that you share with me that's all people want to do in, in situations like that so, right and oh and if kim who plays kim that's right kim terry plays kim brady if kim looks familiar she is in rushmore which is one of my favorite movies um she is mrs bloom she's bill murray's wife soon to be ex-wife who meets jason schwartzman on the um on the top of the uh parking garage and he gives her the sandwich and he's like you know, no kidding would you like the tuna fish or would you like the egg salad and she's like i'll take the tuna fish and and then he basically like tells her you know hey your husband's having an affair with my teacher da, 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 da. and then she's like done walks out that is kim terry i know <laughs> I, I, I like to i like to think that maybe jason schwartzman watched slugs in terms of research of who he was going to be working with right right and he was like oh you were in slugs right yeah because yeah. that's right. a hell of a debut film for him like, oh i know like for like hey my first film was uh rushmore, rushmore. Did, you see, mm -hmm. did you see it like you fucking kidding me it's like and now we're going to give you your own show on hbo yeah okay. oh, i know he's everywhere um okay so so the uh the brady's are a very horny couple except that this scene i have to say looks like they're just they're they're literally like looking elsewhere to find out when they're gonna call cut like they're supposed to be this like <clears throat> you know sexy married couple right like mm -hmm. he looks like he's good he looks like he's wearing like a uh, white linen pants and she's wearing like a black negligee and wait for it black pantyhose not because we had to rewind it we were like uh is she wearing thigh highs because i can totally see thigh highs you know with the whole seduction scene they've got going on there in that incredibly tiny bedroom that looks like it's shot at a motel <laughs> but yeah. she was wearing pantyhose all the way up to her waist <laughs> he has a lot of layers that he has to get through to get to that hot for teacher situation and uh i think anyone could appreciate that you know <laughs> like she was just 
it's like you're gonna work for it or christmas is cool because of the gifts but you know the wrapping paper is appreciated as well (laughs) and what's great is that they they cut to the slug who's like peeping tomming like he's like he's just basically sitting on the window watching them you know See, that's a weird thing that this movie does that i i always kind of play with do you think slugs would have been better with slug vision because there's so oh. many like killer bug movies where they do the bug, the bug vision, vision. Like, yeah usually mm-hmm. like spider killer spider movies it's like the right eight eye yeah yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. or it's you know some kind of like thermal imaging sort of thing if it's like a killer <laughs> mosquito it's like a predator ripoff sort of thing um but like i think with slugs like it would have just been hilarious to just like the cameras on the floor all the time like mm-hmm. slow pans kind of thing but yeah because slugs are they're not a fast moving they, these are not even though they look like the slugs of say night of the creeps of say they, they, yeah they they look right? like yeah slimy breakfast slimy, sausages right like they're gonna but this these slugs are not fast moving they're not going to attack you in the bathroom you know mm. fast they but their whole thing is their numbers right because when we see them attack anybody there's like hundreds of them you know yes. and they've and they've created that, some sort of the floor is lava situation that bedroom scene is top notch one of the best fucking horror moments it's why i love killer bug movies mm. like um there there's so many great gross out moments and i yes. think that horror often gets looked at as like oh you like horror movies you like ghosts or killers and things like that and it's like well no nah, sometimes i like gross shit you know mm-hmm. there's a reason dr pimple popper is dr pimple popper people love gross shit so popular right and that's what slugs delivers in that that death scene in the bedroom where homegirl falls into this floors lava type situation and it's so amazing because of how how much exploitation is in that like hey we just we just banged rotten you might have might as well have been blaring white snake while this was happening Uh kind of thing yeah um and then to like fall into it and then it's like this indoor version of the raft yeah yeah where she she cannot she she literally can't get off the floor she's buck-ass naked completely Mm -hmm. naked covered in blood trying to get up can't get up the the weird mike tramp looking motherfucker is is you know helplessly reaching for her from the bed and he's like i'm gonna i'm coming i'm coming yeah. and, and then she looks she's got like the eye all missing oh it's great because she put she like moves her head up and her eye is just hanging there by its red and you're like oh man and then he tries to get i don't know what he's trying to like there's a window there so he's trying to get out the window um and that didn't work out he just falls to the ground gets devoured they all get devoured that's it um yeah it's a great gross out scene the other great gross out scenes are the 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 lettuce cutting into the lettuce like we talked about and then uh the restaurant scene where he just starts convulsing it's perfect it's a perfect it's it's, it's so good i love that scene yes it's on par with like something like like cronenberg would do like even his like his like late 70s stuff um because that's this 
has that kind of feel at times to it. Um, there's the bit where he has the hook in the pipe and he pulls out that just giant chunk of flesh and you're it's, like, what the, is that an arm? What it looks the like fuck a, it lo- is that? It's like a, it looks like a pork tenderloin, you know? Yeah. Like he's just pulling things out and then all of a sudden something grabs his little ho- his hook and like pulls it back and you're like, oh shit, okay. Trouble yeah. in the sewers, you know? Oh my God. Um. Oh, and then when they find that homeless man who's not really homeless, he's just, he's getting evicted from his home. His name is Ron Bell. They, um, they, they go to like find him the next day and thank God that dog survived. Cause I was very upset about that. The dog was like crying and I was like, Oh mm. no, nah, oh, I can't, I can't with the dog. And, um, but the dog was like, Nope, I'm just going to stay here chained to the you know, chain to the porch the whole night and and I'm upset because my owner is getting eaten. Or maybe I haven't eaten in a while. Because if you go inside this motherfucker's house, it's just trash. Oh, it's gross. Just and throwing pizza. pizza boxes down downstairs. It's like, you want slugs. This is how you get slugs. Exactly. It's like, and he just throws the trash down there and then gets, you know, and then gets devoured. And the sheriff's explanation for why this happened is is wild dogs maybe raccoons who've been driven out driven in from the cold wild dogs the whole wholly different movie at that point i know oh totally different movie um so oh and then we have the greenhouse couple which they are spanish a hundred they're great they're they're they are like they are like they feel transported out of like a joe dante film Yes, I was going to say that, or I was going to say she reminds me of like a John Waters character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, super just 1950s housewife type style. You know, she's like vacuuming. And oh, I, I would want to dance around their place in just my bare socks because you know everything is covered yes. in lemon pledge. Oh my like God. It's so, so, yes. So waxy. Let's go skating. Yes, absolutely. And when he just basically like chops his hand off, like he, it turns into evil dead too. Like he's mm-hmm. just chopping off his hand. Cause his hands giving him trouble. And, and then somehow there is a chemical that gets spilled. And then there was an electrical wire. And then the whole thing just blew up. Yeah. It, just bl- <laughs> it blows up. Big, I mean, they built these miniatures to blow them up. We got to blow them up. You know? Big explosion. Totally big explosion. So I but love his that. miniature work is actually pretty good. Yes, up until it is. The, the finger poking the slug. Oh, uh, okay. So I have to ask. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, how did they? Because it's not computers, you know? No, it's, it's, that's more, more miniature they, work. But did they put little teeth inside the slug's mouth? No, that that was like a uh, like a puppet. The giant finger, like made out. It looks like it was made out of paper mache. It looks like it's a prop from you can't do that on television. Yes. Oh God, I don't know. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I do love that that screenshot. I've taken that screenshot several times and put it on my computer at work, and people are like, "Oh my God, what's that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I found it in the garden." <laughs> you know. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is Florida after all. <laughs> so then they decide they're going to, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna rope in the the science teacher, which in 
the book, he's a museum curator, which makes more sense. Okay. You know, because he's like an entomologist, right? But like mm-hmm. in the but in the movie, he's just the science teacher who has he doesn't live anywhere. He just lives at the lab, right? Because they get out, they go. Um Kim's Kim's wearing a fabulous pair of guest jeans and a white tank top. It's like, oh my goodness. They oh. they're all dressed very much for like oh. active wear. Oh, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. most sporty Sears catalog offerings. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they go in there like, you know, so are there any slugs that eat meat? And he's like, I beg your pardon. It's like they eat vegetation. But the thing is, there are there are carnivorous slugs. That's... Yeah, just right. Well, apparently not, not in this universe and Lions, well, New York. The rules of this universe are really, really weird because what time of year is it? It's supposed to be, well, Halloween, apparently. It's a, quote, Halloween movie that takes place on Halloween at a Halloween party, or as we like to call it, rape fest, because it turns into just like a sexual assault buffet. Um, But it it is actually supposed to be Halloween. So it's supposed to be the fall. Yes. But none of it looks, it looks like it's maybe early spring yeah. at best. And that's why they're wearing as many coats and sweaters in between. Oh, yeah. And then they're like sweating. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they leave like a couple of these slugs with him. And one of them gets out of the jar and basically kills a, a hamster, which a lot of people were very upset about this. Like a lot of people on other podcasts were like, if they really did that, that's fucking horrible. I'm like, well, okay, first of all, slugs don't kill hamsters. Um, but have them watch food of the gods. Oh, I know. know. Oh my God. What oh, one was their shit over that giant paper mache chicken? <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love animals attack. Um, so, but if you, if you blink, like if you kind of like from the corner of your eye, if you look, the hamster's fine. So like that you see this, the shot of him getting, you know, mauled or whatever, Yeah. but then he goes back and he's like, oh my God. And he like slices open the slug and looking at it. And at the corner of your eye, you can see the hamster run around again. So yeah, hamster, hamster made it. <laughs> that's i don't know how they did that but oh oh jp simon simon right why one one simon simon Simon. yeah i know right how american can we be um oh so so let's just talk about this restaurant for a second um absolutely where everybody knows your name trombinos uh it kind of looks like it looks like a Spanish restaurant. It actually looks like a Spanish restaurant my parents used to take us to all the time called Pepe's, which was in, in Florida. Okay. I don't even think it's it, still it does look like they would have some banging tapas there. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like they definitely a, know a Shiraz to recommend. Oh God. Like there's a there's a, you know, um what's that one dish I fucking can't stand? Uh not palomia, because that's breaded steak and it's awesome. Um but uh the one that has all the rice and the seafood and the weird paella? shit. Yes, paella. I hate paella. Hate paella. Okay. Well, here's the thing. When you grow up Spanish, it's a whole other st- like the the types of foods that American kids get to introduce to like like super white bread, you know, rap- chef boyardee ravioli and 
grilled cheese sandwiches, you know, that kind of thing. Like there's always one dish that your parents introduce you to that you're just like, oh, my parents made me eat that growing up. Well, imagine if the entire Spanish menu was something that you were forced to eat as a kid as an adult i'm just like if i see one more chicken and yellow rice like i'm gonna (laughs) so i hate paella i hate boliche i hate chicken and yellow rice okay i really i know i know but yeah growing up it was like uh you know it The the thing with like chicken and yellow rice is how is it that no matter where you get it served you always get the drumstick oh yeah that's a thing Oh, no, 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 that's totally a thing. It's always that. I'm like, never a wing, never, you know. Nope. Nope. Not the way it's made. It's very strange. Yeah, I I just, I don't. So, yeah, I, anytime everyone's like, oh, we're having Spanish food. I'm just like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Um, So, yeah, so, yeah, so we talked about the fact that this is Halloween, um, which is only mentioned one time um the 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 teenagers uh are talking at their at at their establishment because we have the adults establishment which is trombinos and then they have the teenagers have their own which is kind of like a sort of like a greasy spoon on the outside of town shops kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. um they're talking about halloween party they're like oh we're gonna go to the halloween party and there's like i don't like those wild parties (laughs) (laughs) ah yes pam pam our uh, our killjoy battle axe. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Pam. Feel so bad for her. This movie's so weird because it's like it it goes it's really trying to stick to an American formula of of a horror film of like here's your near do well teens played by thirty something actors. Oh, yeah. Um, they're trying to figure out life. They're trying to figure out love. Here's the adults that don't understand them um and how they fit into it all but then you have like the then it switches to where it's like the adults are the heroes kind of things where the kids aren't involved at all at all so so like why the fuck were we following them around outside of a body count kind of deal um and it's like i don't know i i grapple with at the time was that them still trying to figure out the formula of how to make horror because this was like splatterpunk this was kind of like there wasn't a whole lot of movies like this i mean you had squirm right but it wasn't as bloody as this it no. wasn't as ex- exploitive as this yeah um and squirm's kind of eh you know like as far as like keeping your attention what it is yeah, yeah like um i mean i i think other i think like the worm eaters is better than squirm mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But like it, it kind of paved this way for like okay here here's other grosser things we can do, but the thing I also struggle with on top of that is it's like well all of that is getting this American style that is still getting figured out is then being filtered through a Spanish creative lens right so it's like hey America just introduced the Big Mac uh, let's make it <laughs> here but we don't have buns you can do it tortillas right like right sure that were yeah yeah there's a lot of it's almost like they kind of thought they knew the formula but then they switch gears right because it goes from you know hey let's focus on these kids who have zero personality uh except for 
Mike Tramp from White Lion. He he's he has the best. Like he is a he is a dyed in the wool alcoholic. Number one, he just <laughs> like drives around. He's wrong side of thirty. You know yeah, that makeout scene is super weird. What um, was that? Oh my god! It's like <laughs> she like walks out and it's like, oh, my thirty year old boyfriend's here to pick me up from school. You know, and then they like make out in the middle of the in the middle of the parking lot. And then when they go to her house, this is my favorite, is like she like flicks the lights on, you know, so he's like, oh, okay, drinks, 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 goes in there and then is like super enamored with the Captain Jack situation back there, like where he's looking at the the Jack Daniels and he's like, oh, my God, like, look at this, you know, she's meanwhile laying there half naked just like ah you know please come fuck me and he's like hold on you know like drink 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 Uh, he's he's super into that bar like he's very as anyone would be i mean it's pretty fabulous wood paneling so so also fun fact maria and don have kids they have two, two teenage boys who he's playing touch football with who tell him like, yeah, we're going to go to the Halloween party. What Halloween party? Right. And they're like, Oh, we're going to the Halloween party. So they leave. And then Mike Brady shows up. was like, you know, uh, we're going to go hunt slugs in the sewers or he called. I don't know if he calls him or if he shows up, but I think one of those. So Don's like, all right, I guess I got to go. So he's talking to Maria. Maria's like, you know, washing vegetables or whatever and he's like uh yeah he's like i'm gonna go hunt slugs down in the sewers and she's like totally unfazed by this and she's like okay you know mm. and he's like yeah but when i get back when you say we get naked and get crazy and which is a great line which i am now going to be using from now on in my relationship but her response to this is my favorite because she just goes i'll be here like <laughs> or or at trombinos <laughs> they're true or there you go right. only those two places just those two places because that's all that's I, existing i do have to say that slugs i think doesn't get talked enough about when people talk about the best sewer scenes oh, in movies right alligator alligators one um this one jason takes manhattan Ah, the, yes. those are some great sewer scenes down there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. this one is is definitely up there. I mean, it. I think the I think the sewer scene in the uh, the newest it is better than the original. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, you know, in, in terms of like a sewer set, like mm. I, I thought that was that movie doesn't get enough love for no. for what they do because it it ends up spending like the last like twenty percent of the movie like underground kind of thing yeah yeah underground with all kinds of weird crazy disgusting shit down there and you're just like man yeah that's yeah that's why i wish that i had the blu-ray because i wonder if there's any kind of commentary in there just like you know with the pieces blu-ray that's like such you know chef's kiss because there's you know interviews and behind the scenes and all kinds of stuff like that and i don't know if the Slugs Blu-ray has the same, uh, you know, cachet, if you will. No. Mm-hmm. So, um, huh? Okay. 
our uh, our anti heroine <laughs> Pam <laughs> goes to this Halloween party, which is basically just like a bunch of kids in like a field. Yeah, it's very yeah, with like one or two people wearing masks. Yes, and it's like to do a Halloween party is not that hard, especially like I understand like they're just in a field, like been to those kind of parties, like by the what by the by the moon tower. Awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you bring the weed. There you go. Right. Be a lot cooler if you did. I'll bring um, the I'll bring the kiss album. Yeah. Yes. I, but yeah, it's in in terms of like. Because I love movies of this era because they always had those those dance club sequences. Either mm-hmm. they're at a discotheque kind oh, of yeah. thing, or if it's a Halloween party, then you have the Halloween dance floor scene. Yes, like Once Bitten. Yes, and mm. there's there's some really fun ones, and it's always I I'm more of a fan of when they have a live band performing as well because <gasps> the band's yes. always costumed as well. Yes. Oh, see, Once Bitten does that absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Oh, it does. That's the that's one of the best scenes in any 80s film is just yeah. the uh, Primal Rage has a great dance floor Ooh. Halloween scene as well. So so Pam has a boyfriend who totally looks like a young Tom Holtz from okay. uh, yeah, like from from uh, Animal House, uh, Amadeus, you know, mm-hmm. big fan. So and he okay. is trying really hard and to get into her panties. And by I am and I mean that literally. He is just putting his hand, you know, they're going up the thigh. He's trying to get into her panties, and she's just like, not having it. And he's like, Nope, not gonna do it. So she like sh- you know, she shoves him off or whatever. And then meanwhile, there's a creepy dude waiting in the forest in a mask. That then tries to sexually assault her and she gets away only to be devoured by slugs in the sewer. Like, it's terrible. I felt so bad for her because... Not a good day for her. She really had a bad day, right? It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. But that guy in the woods, like, it, it I, I did appreciate that there was almost that element of like, is this going to turn into a fucking slasher film on top of all of this kind of thing? Mm-hmm okay okay because then that would have been like that would have been over the top for me that would have been slugs beating out ticks beating out the nest all the time (laughs) a slasher killer bug movie make it happen oh my god um so the guys so yes it does change gears from the kids to bureaucrats basically <laughs> so right? and they're not even right. like cops or anything they're like no it's sanitation and the health department like yeah. so so yes so they decide to go down in the sewers and it's you know don and mike go down in the sewers while foley desperately and hilariously tries to remove a manhole cover that is yes that scene where he is like he is a pickaxe and he's trying to get this manhole cover <laughs> I don't know why they didn't have a rubber one. I, I probably were just like, well, fuck it. Well, why do we need one? Right. He can do it, right? Yeah, this I is, can totally do it. This can is you? comedy gold. Leave it in. <laughs> oh my God. Um meanwhile, down there, they're trying to like, they're basically trying to find their way out. So they electrocute like one half of the slug department basically so the story of how the slugs came to be much like 
in the 80s the trope of you know well it's you know it's built on a burial ground an indian burial ground an ancient indian burial ground this is actually a case where these houses and such were built on toxic waste and the toxic waste had somehow been jimmied open uh during the construction work for a mall that they were going to be putting in and then it spilled on all the slugs and then the slugs became mutant flesh-eating killer slugs yeah i mean i do appreciate that about them that they are slugs as we know them as slugs that they're Mm -hmm. just they're not necessarily larger than any slug you've ever seen in a garden or anything like that um they don't move any quicker or anything like that um so for them to be like these killer slugs and they're just kind of the this innocuous kind of thing is really cool versus you know if they went like tokar razor ninja turtles you know here's a snapping turtle and now it's eight feet tall kind of thing i mean and when mike goes home to tell kim that he's going down to the sewers to fight the slugs you know she's like they open up the the basement and they see all the slugs right and like he's just like yeah we're gonna take care of it it's okay like he should tell her like you need to pack a bag and get the fuck out of dodge Mm -hmm. like people overreact and go crazy when we get a hurricane warning here you know like killer slugs should just be like yeah you gotta go (laughs) fill up your tank with gas get out (laughs) because it's all very so like nonchalant and even if you know honey you have to pack your bag get out of town stay with your mother there's killer slugs uh they're coming for you like (laughs) it's even more ridiculous than the movie that it would be said in Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then so like down in the sewers, you know, they're they're trying to they've got a big garbage bag full of meat. Which I love is that they've got this like giant garbage bag full of raw meat, which is supposed to be their bait. And they're, uh, you know, he's like, all right, so what we can do is we can cross over the slug pond by dumping the bag of meat into the slug pond and thereby distracting them so that we could get across. Right. But one thing leads to another, they unleash like this hose that shoves poor Don into that pond. And that's it. That's all she wrote for Don. He's fucking dead. He's no, he's not going to get naked. He's not going to get crazy. He's dead. Now the thing with slugs is like, are you know, I'm no way, you know, a, a bug expert. So <laughs> are they, I've never noticed any bugs that wanted to be that much around water. Yeah, I, that's a great question. Okay. Because I, I think if memory serves me cr- correctly, what Foley said was that they like to breed near water. Now, I don't know if that means they just like the environment like a moist environment yeah like or if it has to be water water right i feel like that that's the the peewee's playhouse secret word of the day is moist <laughs> like i feel like we all we, we've gotten to the point of talking about slugs <laughs> that's, oh my that's god we want everybody to scream but moist. or if you have a drinking game uh right. listening to this episode anytime you hear moist 
Yes, there you go. That. Absolutely. Anytime you hear moist or uh, making reference to alcoholism, <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of it in this there's movie. There's a lot of drinking in this movie. Like, I'm surprised that these these sanitation dude and the health department dude aren't like popping Coors Banquet, like across yeah. town drives kind What's of thing. What's funny is that they are the only ones not inebriated in this film. So like Maureen, you know, Dave Watson, you know, all of these people are drinking and doing whatever. The teenagers are drinking. Sammy Hagar's drinking. Everyone's drinking. But yeah, Mike and Don are like, eh. you know, like they're just like, Don wants to fuck his wife slash elder and uh mike is not interested in any of those types of things um but i do think that it's interesting with those two characters those two guys that how sexualized they made their relationships oh outside of each other right so that when they're together it's like any kind of undercurrent of sexual tension throughout all of this is like oh no they're just total buddies like uh-huh. killer bugs kind of thing right and it's like no no no. we showed you his his sexed up minx of a wife you know she's she's <laughs> afro picking her hair right now sitting in her red panties waiting for him to come by with a handle of captain morgan to put an ice bucket kind of oh, thing oh my god oh lord <laughs> so 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 poor don dead and then mike turns into like a cirque du soleil performer like he puts his feet he wraps his legs around around the um the pipe that's directly above slug pond and then stretches his body down so that he can shimmy across the the crazy thing is like he's he's doing that and it's like there's shots where he's doing it above the water oh yeah you know oh, what yeah. i mean so it's like if he's I, i'm not sure the rigging that they had on that but like to to shoot around all this water all this practical slugs and that because they had a lot of live ones mm-hmm, as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. um like it, it's really a feat to see what they accomplished because everything like once you get down in the sewers it feels moist slimy yeah Yeah. like it it, it, this is a very visceral film you feel it um and it's like it takes all the beats to get there like the opening is very much the raft you know you have the girl about to pop her top right and you know her boyfriend falls into the water and then somehow the slugs are there and then what's great is that the slugs devour him and she does not die like she doesn't jump in she doesn't get devoured she's just like oh i guess i'll go back to fresno like she doesn't have any other reaction to it other than like that's it that's the type that's title card you know (laughs) and then and it's the great title because the the trails and all that through yes then like as the movie progresses it gets this sense of like you're on this wide open pond lake kind of thing and it gets tighter as you get into these houses and it gets tighter mm-hmm. as you get into these restaurants and then you get tighter and tighter as you're in this sewer kind of thing Ooh. and uh i love like that feeling of like compression almost of getting tighter and smaller into it yes absolutely it is definitely an experience and i think probably the best like gore sequence in this film is Maureen has made a salad for I mean a drunken salad for her um husband Dave who is getting ready to sign some papers to build a mall on top of the toxic waste dump that is 
<laughs> Lions New York. That whole, that whole <laughs> sequence reminds me of like Peg Bundy in the opening credits of Married with Children, where she's making uh, a salad. Oh, with, with cigarette the cigarette hanging out, hanging out of her yeah. mouth. Oh my That's, god! I'm convinced they watch Slugs and mm-hmm. we're like, hey, we've got some inspirato for you. This is fabulous. We should do this, you know. Um, so he eats the salad with the slug in it, and he gets this horrible stomach ache, a horrible headache. He wakes up in the morning. He's got this horrible headache. He goes to the restaurant, Trombino's, in case you're not paying attention. And there, you know, they their dinner comes or lunch comes, and he goes to drink his whiskey and his nose That's starts awesome. pouring blood into his whiskey glass. And then his face just explodes in just there's just slugs and blood flukes. And it is foul but i love it love i think it. it's absolutely it. just mwah, you know it's just such a great scene and it's horrifying and what's great about that is that this happens right and they still decide they're going to sign this contract to build this mall even though they've been to a restaurant where a man has basically had his face eaten by various slugs and they're like eh, you know like that's all right well you know that was yesterday you know <laughs> I mean, I might not come back to Strombinos again, but right, uh, but uh, no, sign on that dotted line. Where's <laughs> uh, it is it is a weird commentary on like consumerism and capitalism because it's, I mean, the film is kind of like an eco. Oh yeah, absolutely, it is a hundred percent eco horror. Absolutely, it's don't don't fuck with our land, don't pour toxic waste into our land, and we won't come and eat you. Yeah, you know, but it's also like, you know, it tries to be like, don't trust the adults sort of thing with these kids, but they're too busy wanting to yeah. get the rocks off to even make that point. I know it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work that well, because then it comes back to the whole like the adults are going to save us like the adults are yeah. going to save the entire, you know, town of miniatures as they. Explode. And it's not even like they're proper heroes. Like we got no. saved by mid management. Like right. these guys aren't getting a parade. They're getting They're a pizza not tops party. for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, no. So, and then um, it's important to point out that Juan Picard Simone loves Wendy's. Okay. I had to do some research on this because I noticed in pieces that they eat Wendy's and Wendy's is very prominently featured. And then I noticed in slugs, once again, Wendy's, uh, and oddly enough, apparently one of the sides in Spain is a plate of peas. Who knew? Uh, so I looked it up and it turns out Wendy's was very popular in Spain from 1980 all the way up to 2000. But it has since been closed and has not been open since. In fact, there are no oh. European Wendy's locations at all currently. Oh, wow. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> Wendy's got to love. That's uh, Dave Thomas, uh, yeah. Ohio huge homeboy huge fan of the wendy's over here in uh the sunshine state for shady people so um all right mr bug expert wrapping this up if you were to pair this with something like wine and cheese what would you pair this with like a like a, ooh, like okay so what right? are we hmm like, i would i Double feature it. What would you double feature it with? I, I would say for to watch slugs, you could go another 
killer bug movie mm-hmm. and i would say you know the nest and ticks are are, are up there but i would want to give something that's a little lesser than seen mm. i would say probably millennium bug which is a super weird one oh. that that has a lot of miniature work in it as well okay um but if you were gonna go for something to stick to the sewer i would mm. say I would pair this probably with Septic Man. Uh, that's a great ah, one. Okay, okay. Um, that 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 one I I, I think would pair really well. As, and then I would uh, have uh, you know a Mediterranean uh, flatbread pizza. Oh, I love that as a, as a snack. So there you go. Yes, I love that. Okay, yeah, I would probably pair. I would probably pair it with Alligator, just because in Ooh, keeping okay. with the sewers. So with the sewer stuff, I would mm-hmm. I would pair it with alligator, and I. Are you a fan would... of alligator too? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time since I was a kid. But yeah, it's weird but... when they take it to the pond, but it, yeah. it's fun. I like that they gave it more money. Yeah. Well, well more ish. More ish, <laughs> right? A little bit. Um, and I would probably do. Oh my god, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Those blood flukes really ruined food for me for a while. Um, what would I do? Okay, not salad and clearly not spaghetti. Um, <laughs> yeah, damn. Probably on a soup. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> a nice uh, butternut squash soup. <laughs> uh, I would do a uh, whiskey with a shot of grenadine in it. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. Oh, genius. Okay, so... Why don't you talk a little bit about the project that you're working on currently that I absolutely adore and I 100% support? Oh, awesome. Well, yeah, you uh I found out from you about you and your in your podcast from doing a podcast with Roger Connors, who is the director of a movie that I co-wrote with him and that I'm producing called Meat. Yes. Uh it's this LGBT themed slasher film and um we've been working on that for kind of on and off the better part of, of two years, uh, getting a little closer to three. So we've had to kind of raise money, shoot, raise some more money, shoot, kind of put all the different pieces into play as we go along in this purely independent venture. Mm. Like it's, uh, I mean, the crew is like usually less than, than 10 fingers of people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a stellar cast and we've, we've shot, you know, over 80% of it were, gearing up to go into our third phase, which is going to have our big special effects kill sequences and things like that. Like we've already shot with um, uh, one of the, the cameo stars that we have, Pandora Box from RuPaul's Drag Race. Very cool. Um, we're gearing up to shoot with AJ Sloan, who is a, a adult film star, um, which I'm really excited about. I've worked with a, a bunch of different adult film stars and non-adult film roles and they're always so much fun to play with because oh yeah they're, they're just excited to do something new and different and um so yeah uh really excited about that project it's it's coming together um rod roger's been all over the place with things uh him and uh our dp mick coons um we've just kind of been in this tight little unit and uh our associate producer as well uh, shannon so it's it's a lot of labor of love a lot of laboring <laughs> love <laughs> with this but um that's the thing about making independent movies is you know if you want to make them you got to make them um by hook or crook you know it's we all wish we had a, a huge budget to do it all at once 
right and, you know blow up all the buildings and bring in all the the kids and dogs and you know leech pools and all that other fun stuff but um you do what you can you know and uh it's been really cool shooting in cleveland um a lot of people have been more than helpful and generous you know a lot of people have volunteered their time the locations their their efforts and energy and really grateful for that and uh, a lot of really fun people involved it's cool to make something in your community and have your community want to help you make it as well amazing really amazing i think it's really going to be groundbreaking i've seen just a couple shots and just the different promo stuff and whatever and it absolutely has such a beautiful look to it. I love all the neon and everything. Oh, it's, just, it's just beautiful. Yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of the lighting design for it. Mm, so love it's it. the one of the first features I've I've done lighting design for. Um, this is, uh, I've produced a couple different features before. Uh, co-wrote one and co-directed one called Powerbomb. Uh, it was my, my first feature just recently um, shot and edited and produced one called Spooky Dookie for uh rock bottom video um uh, they've got a bunch of fun stuff so like indie stuff is is where you can get your hands dirty and try a lot of weird different stuff that on a studio level um you know you have a little too many cooks in the kitchen kind of oh thing. yeah and, i know yeah always so yeah um and a lot of times like with meat you know it's it's very gay it's very <laughs> uh fun it's very out there it's it's the type of thing that when people ask for advice about making movies and things like that, it's, I try to tell them like, make the movies that you want to watch because that, that you'll put so much more passion into getting it made because you want to see it just as badly as anyone else. And on top of that, you want to show it to everybody else because you helped make it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's a great collaborative effort to be able to pull something, you know, out of the air, out of your brain and put it on the page, put it on, screen and make other people have to deal with it whether they like it or not is then beyond you you know absolutely i completely but agree. everybody's gonna love me that's what i want to say it is it's gonna be <laughs> fucking great i am super excited i love roger so much and and to to have been able to be one of the earlier contributors financially to it was such a an honor and i'm like super psyched to just to see what happens um if people want to talk to you on social media or stalk you or anything like that where can they do so zach uh oh you can find me on what was it, it used to be twitter and now it's x um at <laughs> at zach for zombies z-a-c-h-f-o-r-z-o-m-b-i-e-s uh i'm on there uh same handle on instagram same handle on blue sky um i have facebook but i really only use that so that my family doesn't think i'm dead um <laughs> It's social media is all over the place nowadays. I don't know what anybody's using, but if you engage with me, I'll engage with you. Let's trade weirdo movie recommendations and uh, talk weird, weird theories and obscure cinema. Yes. And if you want to find Manic Movie Monday, uh, please find us on Instagram as well as Facebook at Manic Movie Monday Podcast. And stay manic, my lovelies.